no probably greater passage of scripture to draw an ex an application um discipleship than in john chapter one in the concluding verses basically what we see in these concluding verses is basically playing out what discipleship is really all about matter of fact at this point in time as you come to john chapter one and verse 35 one of the things that you find is at this point in john after everything we've been through in the opening verses of john chapter number one these disciples that are with john john the baptist in verse 35 there are two of them there with john that are standing there with him these disciples are still at the come and see they're still at that first stage of come and you will see and then also as you drop down a little bit further and you come to the conclusion of chapter 1 you also will find these words you will see greater things than these that's what discipleship is about matter of fact discipleship is about coming to see first who is this one who is this one that I'm going to give my life to follow who is this one I'm going to leave everything behind take and remove myself from the things that are and follow Christ I will say this to you here's what the scripture says if you're going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ then there's some things that has to happen one of the first things that Jesus himself said the very first thing you've got to do and you've got to come to this place in your life is where you deny yourself and unfortunately many don't get past that stage to deny yourself to take up your cross daily and then to follow me so who is this one I'm going to follow well let me tell you something John in all of chapter number one has gone through and explained for us in great detail who he is he is God in the flesh he was in the beginning with God the word was with God the word was God the same was in the beginning with God you drop down to verse 14 matter of fact and the word became flesh dwelt among us and we saw his glory glory is of the only begotten from the father full of grace and truth and matter of fact when you go to first john you'll see is is first john speaks of this as well we've seen we have handled we've been around we know who he is we're a witness to the fact of who jesus christ is my question to you today who is he who is he to you is he that one that we're going to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow him regardless of where that path may lead us to? That is where you're coming to in John chapter 1 and verse 35. You're going to see now as these are gathered there, they're going to begin to spend some time with Jesus, and they're going to begin to follow him with their lives. As you come down to verse... 36 notice what it says and he looked at jesus as he walked and he said and this is what john john says it again he said it once earlier 
when he saw Jesus before he was baptized, now with the two disciples that are standing there, he says it again, Behold the Lamb of God. Then verse 38, or verse 37, the two disciples heard him speak, and guess what? They followed Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God. They've heard John the Baptist speak of him, not once but twice. And so they're, now they're going to follow Jesus. And look at verse 38. And so Jesus turned and saw them following, and he said to them, I'll put it in today's vernacular for you. He said, what are you looking for? Really, his question is, what, what is it that you're looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, which is a teacher. I mean, they didn't, okay, they, they knew of him, but they didn't know him. So they give him this title of Rabbi or teacher. And they ask a question, said, so where are you staying? You know, to some that would kind of be an odd question, but basically what they're asking him is, is where, where, where really are you hailing from? Where, where, are you, where are you staying? Prompted the conversation, so they spent the rest of the day with Jesus. Matter of fact, as you look at verse 39, and so he said to them, and here comes the phrase that I was speaking to you about just a little bit earlier. It's come and see. Come see for yourself. So they came and they saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day for it was about the 10th hour. From about 4 o'clock on. The ninth hour would have been 3. The 10th hour would have been 4. So from 4 o'clock in the afternoon on, they stayed with Jesus. Now there's a lot of question as to who the two disciples were. One of them we know specifically was Andrew. There is speculation that the second one was John. And they base it pretty much solely on the testimony of John that it was about the 10th hour. And so therefore it would have made sense that John recording this would have known exactly the hour. But I will say this to you this morning. We do not know for sure who it was. So we have Andrew that we know specifically. And so the conversation is going to begin... But I want you to notice something in this passage before we go on. The very first thing that Andrew did was to go find his brother. And to announce to his brother that we have found the Messiah. Look at verse 40 through verse 41. One of the two heard John speak and followed him. It was Andrew. Simon Peter's brother. So this is Peter's brother Andrew that heard John when he spoke, Behold the Lamb of God. And so verse 41. So guess who he goes and gets? He goes and gets his brother. So he found first his own brother Simon and he said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. So guess what he did? first person he went to grab was his brother that speaks to discipleship today as a disciple and a follower of Jesus Christ one of the things that we're told to do as we're going to make disciples to share Jesus Christ as we're going guess what Andrew does behold the Lamb of God 
hey, Peter, we've found the Messiah. It's all about this come and see. Let me ask you a question today. How, How excited are you about having others come to see Jesus Christ? Andrew was excited of what was taking place and what was going on. The Messiah has finally come. Now, exactly what Messiah type we're talking about here, they still didn't know for sure. Other than this is he, this is the one that's coming. So he goes and he gets his he goes and he gets his brother. Here's something interesting about Andrew. And as I thought about this, so I went back and started looking at Andrew's life that we have recorded in the scripture. And let me just share a couple of things with you about Andrew. Whenever you find Andrew in John's gospel specifically, he is bringing somebody to Jesus. In every occurrence, he's bringing somebody to Jesus. For instance, his brother, here in John chapter 1. How about the boy with the loaves and the fishes in John chapter 6? And the Greeks who wanted to see Jesus. Matter of fact, it was Andrew who wanted to, to bring them to see Jesus. There was something about Andrew, about bringing others to come and see this one named Jesus. And my question to you today is, how motivated are we? How, how uh, excited are we when it comes to bringing others to see Jesus Christ, to introduce him to Jesus Christ? It ought, we ought to be. It ought to be, about, it ought to be a part of our lives and who we are. But that's who Andrew was. And that's what Andrew spent his life doing in following Jesus Christ. It's interesting when Peter is brought. Imagine this is Peter's first, I guess, encounter with Jesus. And so notice with me in verse 42 from, from Peter and so Andrew brings him to Jesus. And so Jesus looks at him and says, Now, I want you to, okay, I want you to understand something here. Peter doesn't know for sure who he is, okay? Andrew's brought him to come and see. And so his first encounter with this one named Jesus, this Messiah, this Lamb of God, that we see this encounter. Guess what Jesus turns and looks at him and says to him? Well, in verse 42, he looks at Peter and said, You're Simon, the son of John. But you shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Have you ever thought what must have gone through Peter's mind? Huh? Huh? Preparing Peter for what was coming. Preparing Peter for what was ahead. And as Jesus speaks these words to him, I, I would imagine it probably sent the wheels turning in Peter's mind. My dear friend, listen to me. We never know 
that one that we bring to come and see this Jesus, the Lamb of God. We never know ourselves what God may be getting ready to do with that one that you bring to Jesus Christ. And I'll excite us. It ought to bring us to the point that that we want to bring ones that we have an opportunity to share Jesus Christ with to bring them because we never know what God may be getting ready to do with that individual Andrew didn't know Peter didn't know the others that were there didn't know but let me tell you something God knew that's who we have to trust that's where we have to get to that's the place that's the point that we have to get to understanding and realizing that it is God who knows not us now I don't know about you but to be used by God in whatever capacity that may be what a privilege what an honor and let me say something to you this morning all of us as believers Every day. Let me ask you a question. How many, of, how many of us begin our day with the Holy Spirit? You say, Brother Robert, what are you talking about? How many of us start the day with the Holy Spirit? When we get up in the morning, we've been sleeping and we crawl out of that warm bed, that comfortable mattress can't wait to get to the coffee pot can't even get our eyes open until we've had three cups but when we roll out of bed in the morning to begin the day this way Holy Spirit what are we going to do today Holy Spirit give me an opportunity to share Jesus and then when he does don't run from it but to take it why we don't know God knows God knows what's in that heart God knows what is needed there we don't but he does Andrew didn't know he brings Peter his brother Simon I should say before his name is changed to Peter as we see here Cephas which being translated as Peter but God knew what was down the road Let me tell you what this is. Let me tell you what you see here in front of you. This is the declaration of what Jesus will make of him. Unbeknownst to Peter at this point. Hmm. But it doesn't stop there. There's another one that comes. So as Andrew brought Simon Peter to Jesus... Philip found Nathanael and witnessed to him. Look at verse 43. The next day, and we've been through several days here. They've been in groups of three days, and so we come here now, and so it's the next day. He purposed to go into Galilee. Now, I want you to understand where they've been. They've been down where John has been baptizing on the Jordan River, which is down closer to the Jerusalem area instead of up towards the region of Galilee. So as they've made their way back up to the Galilean region, there's Philip. So he found Philip in verse 43, and Jesus said to him simply two words, follow me. 
two simple words just follow me verse 44 now Philip was from Bethsaida of the city of Andrew and Peter so did they probably more than likely know each other they probably did they probably did know each other but here's Philip And so, verse 45, so Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Now I'm going to tell you what insight coming from Philip. Philip says, let me tell you who he is. Matter of fact, the law of Moses and the prophets spoke of this one. That's who he is. Did he know for sure and exactly in all the details of what was going to occur? No, but he had some idea of who he was. Jesus of Nazareth, but, but he also adds something else. The son of Joseph. And, and let, me just, let me make this point kind of right here before we get into Nathaniel. Nathaniel's interesting. What we're looking at this morning has been the foundational principle of Christian expansion ever since. What do you mean? New followers of Jesus bear witness of him to others who in turn become disciples and repeat the process. That's how it works. Let me ask you a question. How many of you in this room had somebody tell you about Jesus Christ? We all did. And as a result of that, we've come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Now, what somebody shared with you, don't hold just to yourself. Take it and share it with those that you come in contact with. Of likely places, one in our Sunday school class this morning was sharing. She had stopped by the cemetery, I think, sometime over the weekend. And while she was there, she noticed another individual sitting by the the, the grave of his wife and they got into a conversation about whether or not we would see our loved ones again her comment was I know I'll see mine the other one sitting there said I don't know had the opportunity at that moment in time to share what of the hope that lies within side of us my dear friend, I'll tell you what the world needs today. Listen, you can't legislate morality. You're not going to, you're not going to change culture, okay, in the path that it is headed on now. But I'll tell you what, Jesus can change the hearts of individuals. It's a heart change. It's about a heart change. It's about the attitude of the heart. As we come to worship together in this place, it ought to be an attitude of the heart that we're here to worship God and God alone and not anything else. And if we're not careful, we can very quickly allow things to get between us and worship of God the way it should be. And before long, we can be worshiping things, even though they may be good things, but they're in the wrong place. Here's an interesting thing about Nathaniel. Are you ready for this? Nathaniel was from Cana. From Cana? 
Yeah, John chapter 2, verse number 1, guess where Jesus goes? His first miracle is going to be in Cana. At the wedding at Cana. But here's Nathaniel. Let's, let's, let's look at Nathaniel. He was from Cana, which was another town in Galilee. So let's look at the conversation. So here comes Philip. Shares with Nathaniel about Jesus. Okay. And guess what Nathaniel says? Who did Philip tell him that he was? Jesus of Nazareth. So what was Nathaniel's response? Can anything can any good thing come out of Nazareth? You know what I like about Philip? He didn't try to debate him. He didn't try to change his mind about Nazareth. He didn't try to move him to any place. Here's what he said, just come and see. I'm not here to try to debate with you. I'm not here to try to argue with you. Just come and see him. That's all I ask you to do. Just come and see him. Verse 47, so Jesus sees Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. So who, who, who were these from the city of Nazareth? Galileans as a whole were frequently despised by people from Judah or Judea. And so it appears that even fellow Galileans despised Nazareth. Thus prompting Nathaniel's statement about can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip. Really? But I like oh Philip. Just just come and see. Just come and see. Please, just do me, just come and see. I understand churches today. Anybody in here ever found a perfect church? Anybody? Anybody in here? You ready for this? You won't find one. Not here. church life today I hear people say this all the time well you know the church I don't go anymore I had the opportunity just this past Friday to talk to a young man who went through a bad situation in church and has been out of church you know what I tried to do I tried to encourage him this way get your eyes off of them and get them on God he says it's not time to quit I said, if ever, it's been time to get busy. Are we going to run into people that we don't gee and ha with necessarily? We are. But can we still love them? We can. Philip? I'm, you know, I, can only, I can only imagine this conversation between Jesus and, the, and Nathaniel. 
And you ready for this? Here's one of the things Jesus didn't Jesus didn't berate Nathaniel. He didn't he didn't he didn't try to say, well, let's talk about this thing or anything else. He just said, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Basically, here he's, here's what he wanted, here's what Philip wanted Nathaniel to know. It's Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, it's God in the flesh. Verse 48. I love Nathaniel. Can you, could you imagine Nathaniel? You're sitting underneath the tree and here, you know, and then Philip comes and gets you and you're walking towards Jesus and Jesus makes this statement to you, okay? And then you come to verse 48. So Nathaniel's going to speak again. So Nathaniel said to him, so <laughs> how do you know who I am? How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Let me just, let me just give you a little bit of insight in what he just told Nathaniel in that statement. I'm more than just a man. I am the Lamb of God. God in the flesh. I saw you under the fig tree. Matter of fact, Nathaniel, I already know who you are. Do we believe the scripture, Psalm 139, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made? Does God know us? Sure he does. Does he know our frame? He does. But I want to make sure you understand something about a statement that Philip made back up in verse 45 when he referred to him as the son of Joseph. When Philip called him the son of Joseph, he was not denying in any way the virgin birth of Jesus Christ or his divine nature by that statement. He, he simply used his legal identification there. For a Jewish person was identified according to who his father was. John chapter 6 and verse 42. So Joseph would have become his earthly father. Verse 49. Notice what happened to Nathaniel. Rabbi. Notice the statement he makes. You are the Son of God. From can any good thing come out of Nazareth to behold the Son of God? Changed him. The power of God Himself of the Word. You are the King of Israel. You are the King of Israel. 
the witness of the entire chapter all of John chapter number 1 is absolutely clear John chapter 1 and all of its verses that make up this chapter the witness is clear Jesus of Nazareth is God come in the flesh that's who he is that's who Jesus is as John beheld, behold the Lamb of God. As John chapter 1 speaks of the Word that became flesh. 1 John chapter number 1. We've seen, we've handled. It's been witnessed to. My dear friend, what we meet together to worship here, I hope and pray is just not something that we do only because it's tradition and it's what we've done in our life all along. But we actually have a true encounter with Jesus Christ and we know Him. Verse 50 and verse 51. Jesus is going to respond to Nathaniel. And notice what he says to him. Because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? <laughs> oh, Nathaniel. Put it in today's vernacular, okay? From us folks from Mississippi, this is the way we would say it. Matter of fact, I think somebody wrote a song about this. It's titled, here it is, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. <laughs> Just hold on. You ain't seen nothing yet. And if I could share with each of you in this auditorium this morning, just hold on, you've not seen anything yet. Verse 51. And he said to him, to Nathaniel truly truly I say to you you will see the heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on who the son of man the conclusion of John chapter 1 is this God is here he's here he dwells among us. So what does this do for us? What do we take from John chapter 1? Here it is. We need to go and make disciples. To baptize them. And then to teach them. So that they can do what? Go and make disciples. So that what can they do? go and make disciples so what can they do go and make disciples so what can they do so what can they do I'm going to get all of you here in a minute okay <laughs> go and make disciples God in the flesh is here what will you do with him today? That's the question that you must answer. Let's bow our heads together as we pray. Father, we thank you for John. And Father, his witness of you through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Fathers, we have recorded for us a 
which the pages of this book could never, ever contain the whole. But Father, we have the witness of you. Father, may it not just be knowledge. But Father, may it be our life. Father, may we carry it to others. May we carry it to those that so desperately need you today. Father, may we be found faithful to carrying the gospel. Father, may we be found faithful encouraging ones to come and see. Come see this one. They introduce them to Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for everyone that's in this building here this morning. Father, I pray that their faith and their trust is only in you and in nothing else. Father, I pray for that one that may be here this morning that their trust and faith is in everything but you. May the Holy Spirit bring conviction based on your word to that heart that they would realize their need the Savior. Father, I pray for those of us who are here this morning gathered in this building as believers. Father, I pray this morning that the burden for the lost would grow in our hearts to see people come to know Jesus Christ. Father, I pray you have your will and way in this invitation time of reflection. And Father, whatever it is that you've laid on our hearts this morning, may we just simply be obedient. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it all. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand together with me. Brother Red's going to come lead us this morning. So as God speaks to your heart, I want you to just be obedient to him this morning. Brother Red, as you lead us this morning. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small, child of weakness, watch and
Hasn't it been great to gather as the church to worship today? Amen. As we come to our part of our service where we worship through tithes and offerings, I would like to remind you of what Paul wrote in his letters. God loves a cheerful giver. You see the ways to give on the screen at home. You should see, see them as well. I encourage you to worship through tithes. Let me pray. Father God in heaven, it's been great to be in your house today, Father amongst your people. Father, as we give back to you, may we give cheerfully today, Father God. Father, as we give to you today, Father God, may it be an act of worship, out of obedience, Father God. Father, may we give and may we use the gifts that are received from your people to further your kingdom, Father, with the gospel, so that many, many people would come to know who you are, Father. Because, Father, that's why we gather is to worship you in spirit and in truth. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. I'm going to ask you just to remain seated for just a moment. I'm going to ask Miss Becky if she would come and uh, stand up here by me. And uh, she said that she could stand and she wanted to stand. And so she comes to unite with us here all the way from Russellville, Kentucky. And she has moved down here and she was sharing with me. She was part of the same Sunday school class in their church in Russellville, Kentucky for 40 years. And uh, so, but she's fallen in love with this place here and uh, wants to come and be a part of us here. And so we praise the Lord for that. And uh, so I'm just, my heart just kind of is overflowing this morning. So you just have to pardon me. Okay. Um, but I want you to come by just and welcome her uh, here uh, at Ascension. All right. And uh, hope you have a wonderful afternoon. See you tonight. Somebody was asking me, so you finished up the eight questions, so what are you going to do tonight? Well, guess what? I ain't going to tell you. <laughs> so if you want to know, you'll have to come see. Let's stand and we'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. Amen? All right, students, of course, tonight uh, as well. And... Um, all right, let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Father, we love you. We thank you for the privilege that we have just to serve you. Father, may we leave this place today with Jesus Christ on our lips and on our hearts. May we share Jesus Christ with those that we come in contact with every, every day. Father, our prayer is that you would use us for your honor and for your glory. Thank you for Miss Becky coming uh, this morning to unite with us. And Father, as we serve together, may we just lift up the name of Jesus Christ in all that we do. And we ask all this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You're dismissed. Amen.